For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Why, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Jaybird Watching Gamecast. We have a special excerpt from our live show for you here this evening slash morning, whenever you may be listening to our show. So all the wonderful things aside from our show on Saturday against the Tigers when the Blue Jays walked off in Justin Smoke fashion, uh, we have an excerpt from our conversation with Craig Borden and Hayden Godfrey talking 2019 Blue Jays opening day roster. This front office might not have been top heavy with free agents and everything but you know the man behind the curtain ross atkins and, <laughs> and shapiro have been collecting this wealth of minor league talent um i think the most recent rankings i saw for minor league systems the blue jays have been always in the top 10 but i think they're number nine in all of baseball and that's pretty impressive when you talk about what the braves have been doing and some of these other teams the white Sox, that have been just for years raking in talent Blue Jays haven't been bad. They've been mediocre the last two years and fresh off of two playoff performances. That's a very, very quick timetable to be turning around a whole minor league system, which was allegedly empty, right? Oh, absolutely. I'm blown away by what they've been able to do, and it's, it's all about stockpiling, right? They just, if they have assets that they think that they can get rid of for some decent return, they'll do it and they'll get as much as they can. Yeah, and I think as you mentioned, the Braves and the White Sox, we're seeing some of those prospects leaving the minor league systems, especially in the Braves. And we saw in their recent uh, recent visit to Toronto, they have a lot of their guys that are now on the major league squad. So those farm systems are going to become weaker and weaker as the years go on. And the Jays are only going to get stronger and stronger and stronger. So I, I'm super stoked. I really, I really can't wait to see what these guys can do. Yeah, and um, this might be a good idea good time as any to talk about this as um, Gavilio gets uh, ball one to kick off the top of the third. Um, I just actually have Texan Adam Corsair off of the offline here and he's going to be posting this article today or tomorrow morning. I just submitted what 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 is your, your 2019 Toronto Blue Jays. Who would be the opening day roster if nothing changed right now, right? And let me just list off what I deem to be, quote-unquote, the best lineup I could possibly put together with the pieces that are major league ready and what we know we're going to have in the cupboard if nobody gets trading as we get a single up the middle. Check out this starting rotation, Hayden. Yes. Assuming we keep getting Stroman healthy like we have been, and he's been looking really good the last few games, right? Yeah. So you'll have Stroman anchor in the rotation, followed by Sanchez. Yeah. We saw what Ryan Barucki is capable and uh, what I'm going to call the first changing of the guard move that the Blue Jays did, right? <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, for, <laughs> for sure. He's going to be starting again on Monday from all accounts because Sanchez is not ready to go yet from what I've been reading. And honestly, after that performance against the reigning World Series champs, he better be getting a second start. <laughs> oh, he did. He did amazing. I mean, I was I heard some stuff on Twitter and I promise I'll continue, but just they were really setting him up for failure in that 
putting him up against the Astros, but he really held his own. I mean, Iowa, the poise that he showed on the mound was fantastic. So I'm looking forward to his next start. Yeah, and um, like I saw a couple of his outings last season in his historic rise through the system, just like his counterpart yes. Danny Jansen, right? Um, he's healthy finally, and he had some really big issues early in his career with Tommy John surgery, and the Blue Jays drafted him knowing that he had – a potential elbow problem and they just kept the faith in him and honestly he's one of the best guys i've ever met he's a very fun guy to be around so i can only imagine he's one of the characters in the dugout already <laughs> so. that's great i i it, it seemed that way i mean when they were talking about him when gibby was talking about him i mean gibby had had a lot of great things to yep. say about him and i was uh really great they talked about his dad and his minor league history with the phillies it's a great story very and good i story. I think he's. Uh, I think he's one of the only one or two guys on the twenty-five man right now that this front office does not trade. Um, just because of his ability. Trade pitching. The way I no, I, have right now, unless it's really low end as a throw-in guy, like you know somebody down at the Dunedin level or something. I uh, like a pot sweetener. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I, I. They can't afford to trade pitching, especially given that they only have about four or five good, air quote, good pitching prospects. But yeah. So, continuing through what I deemed my five-man rotation for opening day next year, like I said, if nothing changes, don't freak out, everybody that's listening. <laughs> <laughs> this is an as-is Blue Jays system right now. This isn't even taking the uh, Santiago uh, Espinal move yesterday yeah. into account, but I think he's too far away to even be in this conversation. So, Stroman, Sanchez, Baraki, and then the resurgent Sean Reed Foley. Yes. Number four. I... And then Chris yeah, Rowley, I, mean, he, I think, is finally due for another shot. Yeah, Rowley had had really limited action. I mean, it always it, – I don't want to say it pains me, but it, it's always a little bit disappointing to me how these guys get so little chance, especially Rowley I know is a fantastic um, story. Uh, a graduate of the United States Military Academy in West Point, New York. He only pitched 18 innings in the bigs with the Jays last year. Um, and as you mentioned, Sean Reed Foley, I know he got knocked around in his first start in Buffalo, but yeah. Since the resurgence. Oh, absolutely. And that's another. That's a deep drive. That's and that'll get out as well. Probably out of here as well. That's the same, same spot uh, as Hicks' shot last inning. And that is. That's disappointing. He just has. Uh, Gavilio today, we've seen, especially on those two hitters, uh, just is having a little bit of trouble finishing off guys. Yeah, because he had another two strikes on him on that and then he popped did. over the wall. So, oh, boy. Um, it is what it is, as Nick Castellanos is, yeah, that good, and he's been a pro. Oh, he's had a, great, he's had a great year, yeah. yeah. So not not to say that it's okay, but again, one of these, uh, that got down a little bit, but stayed still stayed up in the, the middle of the plate. I, I would like to see. I would like to hear what your what your infield looks like as we just finished up the starting rotation. Yeah, why don't we do that next? Um, so, and this is where I'm probably going to piss off a lot of people, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> so, we already talked. I got to keep Justin Smoke. So, yeah. you keep Justin Smoke. The rest of my infield, I'm keeping Devin Travis. Okay. For me, he's finally shown that he's healthy for this season. He's definitely been doing a lot better, and since he has come out from his injury, like Randall Grychuk, he's been solid. Um, definitely been a lot more productive. So I'm ready to at least give him another shot to start opening day as a Toronto Blue Jay. Um, and I don't think anybody's going to be trading for Devin Travis at the end of this season anyways, or right now at the trade deadline. So, no, I, I, think, I think I was one of the ones – I was very dismissive of his success because I said, oh, it's just going to be another year where he's going to fizzle out or he'll get hurt. But, yeah, he's been good this year. And, look, he's a controllable – 
talent. I think he's a good ball player fundamentally. I love he grinds um, everything out. He, there's no, you don't get any giveaways with him. You know, no, no, and he's been. I mean, he he's had his. Records the third out of the inning. <laughs> yeah, he's had he's had his slight issues defensively this year, but overall, he has the potential to be a very solid player. I don't I don't know if if everyone is sort of um, completely in agreement with you. I would argue that Bijou has a chance to come up and play second next year, but I I completely understand where you're coming yeah, from. I with had that. him as on one of my on the cusp guys on my list here. And yeah, he's would start the season in AAA. More or less, I have him and Bichette, or him and Bichette actually moving and staying in in uh, Buffalo to start the season. That doesn't mean they're going to be there long. I no, just, absolutely not. The way I see it, I'm not. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. has proven to me that he can be a shortstop every day playing with the Buffalo Bisons, and I want him to get another shot. I really hope, in the midst of whatever goes on the rest of this season, they actually do give him a serious shot. And let him run with it because his ceiling. I right now I think he's on par with Lesmus Diaz. Is my Interesting. problem. Interesting. And I just think his ceiling is that much better. His brothers even say it that out of the Guriels, he is the best one. <laughs> I have I've I have heard that. And the heard. other thing uh, for everyone who's listening right now who might not know this, Guriel's contract is is signed for seven years. I believe it was the day before, the day after that they signed Kendrys Morales. Yep. His the clock is ticking. I mean, they have another after this year they'll have, they'll have contract. five years. But yeah, it's a major league contract. I mean, it's not it's not a service time issue. So I don't think there's anything stopping the front office from bringing Lourdes Goriel Jr. up and playing every day. So I I completely agree with that. Unless I mean, the only guy that I would argue that could play shortstop every day next year is is possibly Tulowitzki. But I don't. I'm not ready to give him that job back full time yet. Unless, yeah, yeah. It, it, it really well, and that's more or less because I I don't even know I have him on my bench right now on this list, and that's because I haven't seen him play this year. I can't give him a starting job. <laughs> that was my yeah. my philosophy on it, because what, no, there, there is nothing guaranteed that he's even going to play this year. Um, I do conf- I have very good confidence that he is going to play in August for the Blue Jays. At least that's my personal opinion. Um, I hope so. We'll see. I hope so. So, to, and then of course, I don't even know if I even need to mention this. I'm pretty sure you probably know who I'm playing at third. Yeah, it is absolutely 100%. Josh, no, it's Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Absolutely, of course. I mean, he he has to get that job. Yeah, and I just don't know how you don't give it to him. He is going to finish the season in Buffalo this year once he gets back and healthy. And from what I read this morning, he's taking cuts, so he's coming back slowly. It's a good sign. So it's a good sign. Uh, and then I had Danny Jansen actually taking the everyday catching role. I hope he does. He's been he's been unbu- I mean I know you've gotten the chance to I believe you wrote a story about it on Jay's journal. I did. Um, but he has been unbelievable, and I've heard he's a fantastic defensive catcher as well, and has some some very good abilities behind the plate. But you've seen him firsthand, so yeah. He uh, his his defensive prowess honestly is a hundred percent looked over because of how good he is with the lumber. And Interesting. It's he. He's not going to probably wow you and be the best defensive catcher in the world, but he's definitely not going to be anything worse than like a Brian McCann or anything Probably like that. You know what yeah. I mean? Like an average, good yeah. catcher. That no, and I, honestly, I think his character will allow him to be a great handler of pitchers. Period. Interesting. I mean, I, I I've seen this a lot over the last couple of years. There's been a real separation in catchers' abilities. You either are a defensive catcher or you are an offensive catcher. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like Mike Piazza or Ivan Rodriguez. <laughs> exactly. So we get a deep drive, and that one's going to be caught. But yeah, I, I really would like to see a guy like him come up and have the potential to win a Gold Glove sometime in the future, and also be a really great game caller and a really good framer. So I, I completely agree with that. Yeah. 
And it's just been such a turnaround for Jansen, and I know that's probably why a lot of people are caught up in the loop like this. I, I saw this coming a little bit, and I was one of those guys that I was like, and, you know, for a couple of years there while he was in Lansing and Dunedin and whatnot, that I was like, how is he not putting this together? What's the catch? Yeah. And it's amazing what a good pair of specs will do. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I've the seen ball. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it didn't work for Morales, but it's been working for him. Yeah, there was clearly something that he was not And uh, as a kid, I had this problem, too, and I found out I'm blind as a bat. You don't see the laces <laughs> on the ball. It's kind of hard to tell which way it's going to go. And, yes, everything's happening in a split second. You're relying on your reflexes in baseball more than anything. Um, it's amazing that he just came into the Arizona Fall League in 2016 and just basically blitzed that, bat almost 300 throughout that tournament and then continued to run through that through his 2017. And Absolutely. It was an incredible outing, and he only got better as the challenges got harder. And right now, just to put this all in perspective, this season he is a International League All-Star with Jason Lovelabijan from the Buffalo Bisons, and he's batting just one point under 300 right now. And, yes, he's battling a little bit of a, I guess he got hit in the hand the other day. He's fine. Don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> as we get another out here. Um, but he, he, the offensive numbers are there, and he's just he's got 39 RBIs. He's hit, scoring 30 runs. <laughs> he's hit 17 doubles. He's only got five home runs, but, yeah, but that, that's also in a ballpark that plays a lot differently than the Rogers Center would. And yeah, I think a lot. Gap-to-gap hitting is going to allow him just to run with everything on the carpet in the Rogers Center. Oh, yeah, and a lot of fans that I speak to on a regular basis are really – I mean, they think he's breaking down the door. And I understand why. Look, M- Martin's been struggling a lot. Um, Maley, who's actually standing on first right now, yeah. has been doing okay in the meantime. But, yeah, I- I'm really excited. He's, he's one of my – I think he might be one of my top three guys that I'm excited to see next year. Yeah. Um, especially with the young pitching staff, as you mentioned. He'll have some Buffalo teammates there. Uh, Barecki, Reed, Foley, and Rowley at times, so. Yeah, and like I said, that's my rotation if nothing changes. Because in all reality, I think we're kind of silly if we don't try to get Jay Hat back. That, having that veteran presence back in that rotation changes the dynamic in those five that I changed a little bit. You got Raleigh as kind of like a swing guy that could be an extra inning guy in the bullpen or do that spot start for you instead of giving him a full-time job or he's ready to go when somebody is hurt. Yeah, no, I, I know we haven't spoken about that as much. But, yeah, I completely agree. I want to see Jay Happ back in a Jays uniform. I'm a big fan of his. Um, It's really difficult for me to say trade him because I know that's the right thing to do at this point uh, because they could get a lot for him. But, yeah, I really do want to – I think I believe it was Chris who talked about this. He was saying, yeah, trade him and then sign him back. I'll let New York Yankees and Aroldis Chapman. I mean, get all you can and and talk to him about it. And I I completely agree. If they can have that better presence with him, that would be – That'd be outstanding. Yeah, with Happ at the point he is in his career, you know he wants to win. And we've oh, seen this with players over and over again, and that's un- the biggest reason that we lost Roy Halladay to the Phillies way back when. And, yeah, it's just that's how it is. He wants to win a World Series, and he actually has a chance with some of these guys that are actually knocking on the door asking for him in the Yankees, the Phillies. Uh, the Mariners, I've heard the other times, one, I yeah. think, too. And those are all yeah. places that, well, two of those places he's already played at. Yeah, it's <laughs> wow. It's funny to think. Yeah, he has bounced around. I, I forget sometimes when we think of him. I mean, this is his second stint in Toronto, but he has bounced around quite a bit. 
enough, um, right? And uh, but in all reality, he's been one of those guys, just like a you know a good wine. You know, he's fine. He's gotten better as he's gotten older. You know, I remember him being a very raw talent in the Phillies uniform and just couldn't really ever put it all together. And then you know he went to Houston and then bounced around a little bit. At first stint with Toronto, honestly, I was afraid to watch him pitch. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, you felt the same way, but I remember signed the contract the three. Jace, I was quite outraged. Uh, I said, with a proven talent that you go with 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 this guy. I mean, obviously, he's made me eat my words ten times over. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, it's been an interesting career for him, and he's, uh, from what I understand, one of the nicest guys in the clubhouse. And the way he he behaves himself on the mound is just—it's something to watch. He's just as cool as a cucumber out there all the time. Oh yeah. And it's 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 great to see. I it's gonna it's gonna make me sad to see him go. Uh, just like some other guys, I was a little sad to see Pierce go, uh, Randy go. But I, I know it's for the better, better for this team. Yeah, and some of those moves are unfortunately we're just gonna happen with time anyway. Like you mentioned, Grandy is just as much as I like seeing him in this lineup. I I couldn't include him on this lineup card that I was piecing together. I just don't. Oh no, not a chance. Yeah, and it's. Even if you get him back as cheap as that deal, you know you're not you're you're blocking guys like Alfred and some of these other guys that are so high end and getting close to being ready. That even if they were in a backup role, is uh, not quite going to cut it. Yeah, no, I agree completely. I, I you can only have so many you can only have so many places on your bench reserved for the veteran presence, right? Um, if Tulo is going to be that guy, yeah, I completely agree with with letting those guys go. I do want to hear your outfield now. Actually, yeah, you mentioned uh, Alfred. Let me roll through the rest of this, and uh, yeah, let's you'll hear see it. what you uh, think here um, as we get another out here to Teoscar Hernandez, who actually I have in that exact same spot, and pretty much the lineup for the outfield we have out there right now. I'm fielding. Yeah. Um, my only one question that I have is: Do I want to keep Teoscar Hernandez as an everyday left fielder? Or do I want to platoon him with maybe Anthony Alford and let him DH a few days a week? Yeah, I mean, I... Because I, 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 right I now I have the, Alford as uh, I would also my like fourth outfielder. It's, it's interesting you said, because I would actually go with... I don't know. I mean, I really like to see I'm a massive fan of Dwight Smith Jr., who who is also sort of uh, knocking on the door and has had yeah. limited success in his limited appearances. But yeah, it's a complicated situation, because Pilar is... His bat's been down lately. Um, the mid-season I, form of Kevin Pillar. You know how um, Adam and I talk about this on the show uh, rather often, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and it, uh, how you get the flash in the pan of him crushing the ball to start the season, and you usually get him a barely above war replacement for the second half of the season, other than his defense. Yeah, it's, it's a puzzling situation. I know, I mean, I, I'm all for letting him stay out there for the remainder of his contract. I've heard people suggest they should trade him and see what they can get, um, but I definitely agree with that outfield. And Alfred, I've liked what I've seen so far in him. I want to see him get a little bit more because it seemed like he didn't really have that much of a shot when he came up. Yeah, and um, in all reality, he's been fighting injuries this season as well. So how much is – honestly, I'm not even looking at his numbers right now on – uh, the Bison's website as we get another deep fly ball here to Kevin Pilar as he tracks it down, camps up, and gots it. So, but um, he's just got so much talent, and he's a pure athlete. And to me, he is a solid fielder right now. So, if you get him a chance where he can actually get his bat going, it's gonna happen. 
give him low stress, put him in the bottom of the lineup, let him play left field so he doesn't have to be the center fielder, which he isn't doing right now because Roman Fields for the Buffalo Bisons is just insane, and I wish I had a place to put him in this lineup because he's an igniter at the top of the Bisons lineup. Right, and, and what you mentioned about Alfred at the bottom of the lineup, I mean, it's it, he's not going if, – if they go forward with the lineup that you're suggesting, which I would almost completely agree with, um, he's not a major offensive force in that lineup. You mentioned Vlad, Smoke, Jansen, uh, Grichuk, if he still hits. I mean, Anthony Alfred is not going to be asked to be a prime offensive force. So, if yeah, if he's hitting 7-8 then can, can steal some bags and get on base at a decent rate. I like the tool. Yeah, he's, that's a perfect lineup. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's a great through. athlete. He's a former football player. Yep. He's fantastic. So then the rest of my, as you know already, I got Tulo and Alfred on the bench. I got Elesmus Diaz and Salarte and Martin because I just don't have anywhere to put Martin. <laughs> and I figure one way or the other, if he can play a few positions here and there during the week along with catch, there you go. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I've, I've been disappointed with Martin, as I'm sure anybody in my household who constantly hear me hears me complaining about him will tell you. Uh, but I've been disappointed with him. I, I, I love the rest of the bench. I, I love Solarte. I've liked what I've seen from Diaz so far. Um, Solarte, the main thing is the versatility. But yeah, if he can catch every so often and be a bench bat, they have to have it. They have his contract. I don't think anyone's going to take his contract right now. So yeah, I think they're stuck with him, and that's that's not bad. Uh, do you have a bullpen there? Bullpen, I do. And I would like to hear the guy that's on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays right now. I have penciled in as a fifth starter slash bullpen arm. As in, no one's going to argue with him. As yeah, no one's going to argue with the bullpen. And then I just I have to have him on this roster. He's pitched too well, <laughs> as we've been talking about, to not be on the roster. I don't think next season. There's no reason they shouldn't. Yeah, I mean, he has look. He's he's been under a lot of stress. They've asked him to do quite a lot to be a regular starter against tough American League opponents. But I don't think anyone's going to argue with with you when they said, "Yeah, he'll be your long man, and and if he needs a spot start, he can do that." As yep. we've shown, as we've Rapid gets out of the fourth here. Yeah. So yeah, outside those two home runs, he's been very well. Our pitch been pretty good. Just making making a couple mistake pitches again. We can say, oh, he's you know great except for these two hitters. But yeah, he's been. He's been pretty good. But, yeah, if you're shopping That's for a fair. fifth starter. If, if they got one. Yeah, this guy is fitting that mold 100%. He's, he's the does, RA's yeah. on the low side. And um, usually if you're looking at what I would have to look the stat up, but I can imagine if I was looking at a Major League Baseball in general for what the fifth starters are doing, I think he's well above average right now. Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, coming in, i just looking at his ERA right now, which sits at 4.23 because he's had – a little bit of a rough afternoon so far. Yeah, but coming into it, he was at 3.8 or 3.9. Yeah. So, yeah, he's definitely way above average for what fifth starters are doing. And what you look at the guy we actually hired to do the job for our uh, fifth starter, who you probably noticed that I didn't even include on here, even though we have him next season. Is yeah, he'll see Yeah, there's no – uh, that's, that's just it. That's a sigh. Because I really wanted him to do well, and I was very excited about the signing when it happened. Because um, I thought he fit he fit the mold perfectly for a fifth starter. Because yep. he'd been doing that in St. Louis. He did that in what is it with Twins, Yankees, and where did he start off with St. Louis? I guess last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was I was disappointed. I was very disappointed at that. But it happens. It happens. I mean, bad deals. You, you bad deals happen. No, no, not at all. So f- rounding out the rest of my bullpen, I have two lefties: Tim Mesa, Matt Darmody. Yep. Danny Barnes. San Juan O, I actually have lingering, didn't get traded. Interesting. Uh, Ryan Tapera and then Roberto Osuna, who we have already heard all the wonderful news that 
he is going to be the Blue Jays' closer. Yeah, I'm, I, returns. I'm not going to go too much, too much into that. I'll just say that I was, I was rather shocked to I hear that. <laughs> I, I could not believe that, 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 uh, that Atkins would say that. Uh, there's no doubt in my mind that Roberto Osuna is a fantastically talented pitcher. Um, but yeah, no, I was, I was shocked. I, I couldn't believe that when that happened. But the rest of the bullpen I agree with. I think if the bullpen's going to get a completely new look, I'm a massive fan of Sanguano. So to pick up his options is yep. completely plausible for me, unless they find a really good trade partner for him. Yeah, and uh, the uh, one guy you might notice that I didn't include in that is Aaron Loop. And yeah, I, I was saying that. I'm starting to get to the point where I think Darmody and Mesa are interchangeable, and I honestly would not be shocked if Aaron Loop is part of a throw-in at this trade deadline. It's Which, definitely possible. Thought, anyway. Yeah, no, I know a lot of fans that I speak to are getting a little bit mad, but look, Loop hasn't been fantastic. He hasn't been terrible, but yeah, I mean, he had one good season, and that warranted keeping him around in this rotate—not uh, the rotation, the bullpen rather—for a while. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree that I think it's time for him to to head out or maybe to get to get traded. I don't know how much trade value he has right now, but as you said, I think a throw-in is a is a yeah potential spot it for him. It wouldn't shock me if you did trade, um, you know, trade Hap for example. That he's just the extra guy to level out salary or something for us getting a prospect back in return. Yeah, something along I mean, those lines. Yeah, or even uh, I mean, even Clippard or Axford, uh, who else knows? You didn't didn't include which i'm guessing are going to be part of a, of a deadline trade um but yeah it's it's going to be an interesting interesting landscape for the bullpen next year i can't wait to see them sell off some of their guys because they do have some valuable pieces they can trade off for for prospect capital and honestly um you know we were talking about the depth at first baseman earlier but um i when i put pieces together that was the one spot that i was a little hesitant on filling out a lot of these guys because they're almost interchangeable for the bullpen pieces and the other guy I had reporting down to the minor leagues was Joe, Joe Biagini because he hasn't proven to me that he can stick with his team this year. No, not one bit. I, I was, as I was a little bit for Teoscar Hernandez. I and he was frustrated on that one, as as are we, because uh, mm-hmm. he's got, got a lot of power and he has a good stick, but he just. Yeah. <sighs> that's it. That's all. That's all I can say. A little bit. That Another a little ahead of it. <laughs> Yeah, another good pitch, uh, but well, it stayed a little center cut. But he was a little bit frustrated with that. And Definitely. Boys, Boyd looked good today. Yeah, well, he's got it. Really the Blue Jays are still searching for their first hit, my friend. <laughs> really? Wow. I mean, I, I, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna start saying no hitter if he keeps this up for the next inning. We're gonna try and jinx it, but it's <laughs> they just got nothing. They a lot of weak contact. It's uh, interesting. Let's see what we can get from from Solarte here. But yeah, what you said about what you said about bullpen arms, the, the interchangeability and the volatility of bullpen arms, I, I never deny that. I mean, you'll probably remember a few years ago, there was a guy who was an all-star in the bullpen for this team, and his name was Steve Delavar, and now does not have a job. Yeah, um, yeah, for other was reasons at one, too. <laughs> yeah, I, Loop was at one point fantastic. There were guys that have one good year. This is an obvious choice to stay in the pen, but he's not had a great year. Uh, so far, even though it was great last year, so you never know. You sort of just have to ride the hot hand, and that's what I think this team is doing right now. And that's uh, honestly where I was kind of thinking that this bullpen's going to continue to ride. And if I'm looking at how I can improve this team. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. 
Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.